This is The Game Show with Max Sussman, brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's leader in esports. Welcome to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium on Sportsnet 650. I'm your host, Max Sussman. Today, it's Rocket League time again because the spring splits in the books, which means that the regular season, so to speak, for RLCSX is done. All that's left is the quote-unquote Worlds, which has been modified to just be high-stakes regional tournaments, high-stakes, high-prizes, a lot like uh, RLCS Season 9 was once stuff was canceled due to COVID at the, at the at about this point in 2020, something somewhere around this point. So we've got that to talk about. Plus, if we have time, we're going to talk about the Intel World Open. All of that with Brody Moore, a.k.a. LeafX, right now on the Game Show on Sportsnet 650. He is a Rocket League caster, the host of the A-Stream for RLCS broadcasts. He's also the host of Squad State. And I didn't check this before we started recording, but I'm pretty sure still the Pittsburgh Knights grid broadcasts. He is Brody Moore, a.k.a. LeafX. Leaf, thanks for joining me here again on the game show. Well, howdy, partner. Thanks for having me again, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I assume none of that's wrong still. I don't know. I, I, I Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not. I'm going to have to check with my secretary because I don't even know. I don't have a secretary. I need one. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get yourself a digital assistant. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into Rocket League, any uh, any new games you're playing or are you just full full RL all the time right now because we're in season? Oh, dude, no, you know, there are just in gaming in general there. It's a great time, I think, right now, um, because there are so many good games out there. Obviously, I'm still grinding Rocket League. I don't think I'm ever going to stop that. But you got some other great games like Knockout City. If you haven't given that a try, please, please, please. It's like Smash Brothers mixed with dodgeball. Absolutely uh, phenomenal. Yeah, great, great game. I'm Gets sold. your competitive vision. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, some some good single players. You know, I've been crushing uh, Outriders. I'm playing Bio Mutant now. Uh, there are just so many games coming out right now with like so. Well, now soon, a lot of time once the season's over. <laughs> Let's start with the NA major because it was uh, it ended just a couple days ago. It was last weekend. Um, NRG, sorry, the general NRG took it took the whole the whole thing with a four two win over G two in the finals. Um, we've seen a lot of discussion about whether or not Envy is the top team in North America, maybe the top team in the world. You and I have talked about whether or not they should be talked about on the same level as BDS. And yet, with this win, uh, uh, this is their second straight major. They finished second in the major in the winner split, which means second, first, first in the three biggest tournaments of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their regional results have been a little more rocky than Envy has, but does this muddy the waters or do you still think Envy's the best team in NA even after this result? I, I I still think Envy's one of the best teams. I I would still have before this put NRG ahead of Envy. I I'm a I'm a big picture kind of person. I know a lot of people are all about that recency bias, which is fair because things ebb and flow. But I like to see that ebb and flow on a macro scale. And in my opinion, NRG uh, or the general energy. I'm just calling them energy. The NRG <laughs> um, uh, they. They've consistently had um, the the highest lows, I guess, and then the highest highs, right? Where we've seen some of these other teams like SSG dip to some pretty significant lows. Not, you know, low enough like 10th place kind of team uh, level, but uh, 
way lower than we've seen NRG drop. So in my opinion, Envy is one of the best and most consistent for sure up there. But I, I always edge in uh, in just their potential slippage, I guess. How far can they go up? How far can they go down? To NRG, I feel like they're just way more consistent in their, their skill floor to skill ceiling. So NRG is still my best. Envy does not, like, I don't lose... Uh, any hope in them at all based off this performance. It was one weekend. Who knows what happened those three weeks leading up to that? You know, were they just not practicing enough? Um, were they trying something new? They knew that they were in to the championship, so maybe it wasn't as important to them. There's so many factors that could be in there. And if they continue to, to perform that way come championships, yeah, maybe then I'm going to be a little bit concerned about something that's happening on the team. But until that's that's a, on a macro scale, consistently a problem, Envy is absolutely still uh, a top team, and I don't think it muddies anything at all, in my opinion. We, we, we started the season talking about whether there was like a big four or a big five in North America. Slowly that kind of became more of a big three again. I th- would uh-huh. you agree that we're at a point now where I think it's pretty clear there's a big two and then kind of a, a, a tier below them and then everybody else, basically? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, yeah, if you're looking at NRG and Envy, that's kind yeah. of what you have to think now because we're like, okay, SSG, like that, obviously they were in talks. And then Rogue started stepping up. Like, okay, is Rogue going to be, is Rogue going to be that team to start really kicking butt, taking down that, you know, winning some of these regionals, winning these majors? Um, and it looked okay for a bit, but then it definitely f- started to go where we generally see teams go is they have their honeymoon phase. They had a really good honeymoon phase. Um, and now they're tutoring back a bit. Not too far. They're still definitely a team that you need to watch out for and can can create some real threats out there. Um, but they're definitely not, I think you're right, in the tier of an NRG Envy. And Space Station Gaming Um it definitely is having problems. They found a solution, then it died again. What's their next solution? Mm-hmm. They need to make sure that they always have multiple solutions so that if they find out mid-series one isn't working, they're not just committing to that. They're they're being able to adapt. And I think maybe it's their problems. They're going headstrong into some of these right now, and then teams figure them out. So um, if they can figure that out, they may be back in the tops. But until then, yeah, I think you're right. You know, the only other team that I'm thinking maybe can start pulling up that weight too is G2. Um, but right now, NRG Envy, if I put them against any other teams, I expect them to come out of uh, at the top of a group. We're talking to Brody Moore, a.k.a. LeafX, Rocket League caster here on the game show on Sportsnet 650. You mentioned G2. Good transition. You can tell you're a host. Um, <laughs> arguably, uh, arguably, I mean, I mean, not, not even really arguably. This is the best result they've had since since uh, Rizzo retired and Dries came onto the roster. The best, I think, where they've looked um, as well, just like eye test-wise. You watched far more of this tournament than I did. I will, cop, I will cop to pulling a championship Sunday only on this tournament, fair, um, because I was busy. Rocket I did watch chip. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Um, just based on having watched more of this tournament than I did, um, how has Dries adjusted adjusted over the, over time to playing at this level? You know, he's been he's been an elite ranked player for a very long time, but pro lobbies, as 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 most people know, are very different. Well, very well. You know, I think uh, I think Dries came in as we've seen it a lot with like those with uh, like the 15 year olds and stuff is they, you know, they come in and they have no fear because like they just don't know that they should be afraid. You know, you just have that that fearless teenager coming in and they don't realize the pressure. Now, 
I think recently we had seen a bit of that pressure kick in. Now he knows everyone's talking about him. And I think that's there has been a little bit more of um, a weight on him to perform. And we definitely, uh, I think it, it was against the the NRG uh, our NRG series that um, they, they just definitely felt, or maybe it was Face Clan. I, I can't remember, but it felt like Drees fell apart all, all of a sudden. He was hitting posts. He, yeah, it was energy. He was hitting posts. He mm-hmm. was missing as passes were just getting yeeted out to the midfield with no one there, and it it just like okay, well, something <laughs> something shifted with Drees right now, and I wonder if it's a little bit of that pressure of like, wow, this is this is an intense moment. Can we get G two first? win in a major here and uh the answer was was no and i think it <laughs> fell down to that that pressure um i think that they still had the possibility of keeping themselves alive in that series but it, it definitely it, i think it people can just objectively say it came down to one specific open net that just opened uh an entire new room of whiffs and misses and, and miscalculations for Drees in that series. So in that 10 minute overtime though, Leaf, like the, he was not the only person on G2 to, to flub an easy scoring opportunity. Oh no, it's, it's fair, but I feel like it, it, it definitely did come down to him. I mean that, that, that goal specifically would have kept them going in the series. Right. And yeah. that, that is what, um, ended up causing the problem. That would have that was the overtime, I believe, uh, that they would have won, and that ten minute overtime, and and that would have kept him in the series, and that was a very crucial moment. And you know that he's going to think about that, but I think G two is handling it real well. I think the re- the rest of the squad um, between JNAPS and Chicago are really level headed guys that are going to. I've heard uh, comms before where with Rizzo where they're like someone will do something s- stupid. Um, and the team's just like, ah, no, no, don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. You know, they're 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 very good at actually genuinely sounding like, you know, it's not a problem. So I think they're Drees has a good foundation to and a good team atmosphere to start in. And I think he's going to stick around. Even even uh, Chicago was talking about it. He's like, no matter if if Drees stays with us or ends up somewhere else down the road, he's going to still be in the top level play of the RLCS. So when you, when you get that, that confidence from, uh, from top level players like Chicago and, and JNAVs, then I think we're going to see Drees for a while. And I've, I think he's done very well for, for what we've seen so far, to be honest. How have you seen JNAVs in Chicago adjusting to him? Cause he's very different than Rizzo as your third man. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's great about Drees is he, he's the opposite. You know, you, you get a bit of pressure. You don't feel like, okay, I'm the one that has to make that shot. That's confidence when you can, well, maybe now there, <laughs> there's pressure for him to make the shots and they don't know if we'll make them after that series. But, <laughs> uh, you know, for the most part, you can, it, having a player that you can just feed the ball to and you know, is going to, um, uh, hit the ball, score the ball, or get that ball passed out to you if he's in the corner first is is a great confidence boost, right? I think it's one of the things with um, Rizzo, and again, I love Rizzo, but I, I think one of the issues was sometimes his consistency. Sometimes he does the most incredible things, and other times he just, it's like, okay, that was a weird decision. Okay, he just owned goal, you know? it's So that, that inconsistency can sometimes cause a bit of doubt in your, your teammates, and then as a result, your positioning is slightly different. This allows for more confident positioning, um, which I think ultimately is going to allow G2 to have more of that extremely punch-your-face uh, offense that we're, we're generally used to G2 having uh, in the past, and it's going to happen with more confidence now. So I think that's what 
those two have been able to do is by having a mechanical player like him, they feel confident and it'll show in their positioning a little bit more. Let's move over to Europe. We're talking to Brody Moore, a.k.a. Leafix, here on the game show in Sportsnet 650 because I do want to talk about quote-unquote worlds uh, mm. in a little bit. But but in Europe, BDS won again, this time over Solary. Um, that gives them a clean sweep, by my count, of the, of the European majors this season. Um, and I stopped uh-huh. counting after, like, 12, but I think they have made all but two grand finals in RLCS this season. That is true. Um, they, the, uh, they, for regional, wasn't it 15 out of 16? Didn't they? Wasn't it just it was 15 one? That they missed? I think they, I think they missed one or two. They Either way, the fact that, that we're debating between one or two out of all of yeah. the majors, it goes to prove the point that BDS, like, why pay attention? I know a lot of people that stop watching the grand finals now in Europe because BDS, they're like, oh, BDS is in it. I don't know how you do that. It's, they're so fun. To, I know that they're dominant, but they are such a fun team to watch play. Um, even when they're playing poorly, when they have an off day and they lose to a queso or whatever, mm. it's always fun, Rocket League. I ask you this every time you've come on this season, since this run started, because the answer always changes ever so slightly. Is this BDS run the greatest run in RLCS history? Again, <laughs> I want to I want to go ahead and quote... Uh, Pretty much all of those players now at this point, they've said something along those lines. So it's not a, this is extremely paraphrased, but they've all had this sentiment that they don't think they're the best team in the world because they can't prove they're the best team in the world because mm-hmm. they haven't won a Worlds or anything on uh, on a LAN. Uh, there's been no international. So they, there is no way to say it definitively. And I am still myself waiting for that as well. I need to, I need to have them win something against other regions in a land environment where the ping is is even to say that it's the most dominant until then i am still sitting with dignitas as as the greatest run in uh, in rl history so far bds is almost there it's no fault of their own <laughs> but i can't quite give it to them yet if they do a whole nother season and there's no land or anything that Okay, then, okay, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say yes at that point. But yeah, <laughs> at least they're missing two years to be in the best. Well, the yeah. <laughs> Unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> even, even that Dignitas run, only about a year and a half, you know, three seasons, which back then was about a year and a half instead of three full years like uh-huh. would, be, and, would be now. So you that, answered my follow up question, which was do okay. you punish their legacy because they haven't had a chance to play yeah. a land? I think the obvious <laughs> answer is yes. Um, uh-huh. Does your opinion change at all if they win this European Championship, which is not a LAN, but is a much higher stakes environment than a normal regional? That's a much higher stakes environment in the sense of money, though, right? And and I think they want to win. I th- and honestly, from what I've gathered from BDS, is it, it doesn't really matter what is on the line. It's it's just that they want to win. So. I would say no, because like, I don't think this event is going to feel any different from them. They're going in and they're going to play their best Rocket League they can possibly play. And um, and I expect that out of BDS based off what they've said before and the, the vibes I get from them. So f- for me, it doesn't matter if it was a $10 tournament or a $100,000 tournament. I think they're going in and they're playing the same way every single time. Um, and BDS is going to do that. And I think they're going to win it. And I don't think it's going to change <laughs> my perspective on... You know, which is more dominant? Is it more dominant than Dignitas? No, I don't think that. I don't think that changes it. I need, 
I need that LAN and an international competition for me to change my mind. Um, or as I said, m- another year run of online stuff. Obviously, you can't say best in the world because they haven't played the rest of the world. But you can say at that point that, okay, this is one of the most dominating runs we have ever seen. And if they do that, you can really start to theory of, well, if, if all of Europe with an extremely deep talent pool hasn't been able to figure out BDS for two seasons in a row, then I doubt Europe's going to be able to, or North America's going to be able to do it as well. So at that point, I'd say there's a good chance they'd be winning the Worlds, and I can confidently say I'm switching from Dignitas to BDS as, as the most dominant thing. So only then. Those are my two conditions. Give me an international LAN and, uh, or give me another full season of dominance. Let's talk Worlds for a little bit before, before the break, and we'll, and we'll keep going after the break. Um, okay. Worlds will be, like I said, four separate higher stakes, higher money regional tournaments like RLCS season nine did with, uh, with the regional championships after land was canceled um, with very little warning in North America, energy envy the top two seeds, which means buys all the way to the semifinals. That's true in Europe as well, but we're going to talk about North America first space station and rogue that uh, number three and number four G2 in phase, which was my predicted top six uh, come fifth and sixth, locking up those bottom two spots. Maybe even um, too early for you to be thinking about this, Leaf, but I'm sure you guys are always sort of talking about this. Is there a particular storyline you guys are watching going into this tournament? Uh, specifically, so going into the North American one, I mean, yes, I think the the there's there's tons of stories you could pick out here, um, but I think the one of the bigger questions is Space Station Gaming. They said they they found the play style that's going to win them the worlds um well they're <laughs> it fell apart last major is is it gonna is it going to work maybe they were just playing off on that day maybe it just it just wasn't their day um and they'll they'll keep with this play style and it will work now uh, other teams uh were saying that they had them figured out specifically rogue uh that's why they beat them and now they got to play them again in this championships rogue said we figured out their new play style so not sure you know are we going to get a new play style from space station gaming or are they going to stick with it because rettles was very very confident even the day before that last major there uh he was all up on twitter talking about uh his confidence uh going into the match against rogue and obviously that didn't work um so i'm that's a big one i'm really curious about if are they going to switch it again or are they just going to stick to their guns and push all the way through? I'm really excited, of course, to see a matchup against NRG and Envy if they're uh, able to meet in the grands, because then we can kind of define at that point, okay, who is better? Um, you know, this is the final one. I think for when you, you were asking me before about BDS feeling pressure because of higher stakes, and I answered no, but that's because it's BDS, and I know how they're, they go into these tournaments. I know what these mean for them. They're all the same, whereas I know for NRG, They've said before, Garrett has said that when, when there's a lot on the line, there's an atmosphere that changes. There, even in the major, they said there's an atmosphere on the day that changes. It means a lot more. So going into championships to be the best, crown the best North American team, it's going to mean a lot for them. So pressure does affect teams in this situation uh, when it comes to the North American Grand Finals. So that'll be a great story to look at. Um, also, uh, phase has had a big issue. So I know a lot of people are rooting for them. Same with G2 though. So that's kind of like a, uh, a redemption 
battle down there. So again, lots of storylines. There's not one specific one, as you can tell, that I'm focused on, but mm-hmm. there, there, there are definitely a lot of good stories, and those are kind of the main ones, at least I'm personally going to be focused on. Did I miss something? What happened to FaZe? Well, uh, so I said FaZe. FaZe. We have FaZe and G2 as a redemption thing. No, you I mean, know, G2... What's, the, what's the... Oh, what's the, you, said, you said something happened to them. What happened to them? Oh, no, no, no. Just getting their, getting their, uh, I mean, they kind of fell off. They got their face clan thing and they felt, they felt the pressure. Fair enough. Even, even Gyro's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, man, we, we honestly gave into the pressure of trying to prove ourselves to phase because it's such a big prestigious org that we started mm-hmm. being bad. Um, so they, uh, just seeing if they can redeem themselves after getting this org pull up because they did have a stumble period. And then G2 obviously losing Rizzo is like, okay, can they stay at the top with fresh blood, brand new player, 15 year old, or are they going to eventually start to fall off? So that's, that's a one, only one of those teams get to prove themselves. Only mm-hmm. one of them, you know, is it going to be Dries or is it going to be Gyro proving it to, to face clan? That's, <laughs> they can't both do it. So that, that'll be an interesting battle between them for just kind of that, that proving that they can redeem themselves kind of battle. Arguably the two biggest brands in professional Rocket League at this point, and one of them is going to be out immediately yeah. in this tournament. <laughs> well, it's it's especially interesting when you you do. I mean, you just look at the top. It's like there are all of these are big names. Like NRG again has been like the longest standing org here. Um, Rogue's known across multiple esports. Envy as well. SSG has been taking the world by storm across multiple different esports. So it's just crazy to see how how. Yeah, I think it's great that you said that because you get that chance to look back and get the perspective of like, wow, all of these orgs have really come into their own over the past little bit, especially in Rocket League and across just esports in general. Um, and that specifically to G2 and FaZe, you know, they're going to have a lot of fans coming in and watching and they only get to watch one series. Um, but that's that's what it what's happens when, uh, you know, when you get a bracket like this. But they have a lot of time to prove it. This format is gnarly. They have multiple series to to prove themselves. Yeah, what real quick? I don't think I have my head wrapped around this year. We're during a best of seven, best of sevens. Is that what's happening? No. So, so we have basically a page playoff system, and in that page playoff system, you have two teams. So, for uh, for instance, it changes. So, um, in the uh, so semis and up are different, but before that, the lower rounds and the quarters uh, and the upper quarters, you have a best of three, best of five. So basically, right. Rogue, they'll play They'll play a best of five against Space Station, and whoever wins that gets one point. And then they do another best of five. If Rogue takes the first one, they get a point. Space Station Gaming say they win the next best of five. Uh, they win it 4-0. They, they, uh, or sorry, 3-0. They just crush through it. Um, easy, whatever. But now it's 1-1. They have another best of five they'll have to play. So it's three best of fives. Then when we get into the semifinals, it's three best of sevens. Mm-hmm. So you have, yeah, you have potentially, so yeah, you potentially you have 21 games that can be played. Uh, it's a best of 21, essentially at that point, if it goes the distance um, mm-hmm. between uh, those teams in the semis and up. So it's a lot of Rocket League, and this is going to be a real good chance for, for teams to to, to prove how, when they've been saying, oh, we need best of nines, we need this. Well, here, go for it. Here's all the games in the world. Beat the team. I was just going <laughs> to say, what, a, what, what, what an event for Cookser97 to not be able to attend. I know, he wants been- this so bad. <laughs>
You're listening to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium on Sportsnet 650. I'm your host, Max Sussman. After the break, more RLCSX Worlds Talk with Brody Leafex more on Sportsnet 650. Stadium, Canada's first esports arena, and Canada's leader in online esports tournaments. The only place to play in local tournaments for whatever game you're great at. Online tournaments all week long with all your favorite games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Valorant, TFT, Rocket League, and more. At Canada's leader in esports, visit thegamingstadium.com for more information. Welcome back to The Game Show with Max Sussman, brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's leader in esports. Welcome back to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium. I'm Max Sussman. Let's get right back into it with LeafX on Sportsnet 650. All right, you talked about uh, individual pressure. You were talking about it in, in the case of, you know, Drees and, and the FaZe Clan roster. Um, there are two players in this tournament that traditionally have been phenomenal under pressure. Two different types of pressure, though. You've got Turbo Pulse's Landboy Championship DNA the four-time. On the other side of the, of the bracket, the, uh, in the one seed, you've got Garrett Gordon, who's won like 90% of all North America online play tournaments um, in RLCS. Like they just, I think they won four of six RLCS regionals between season three and nine before we went to this, this format. Which do you think mm-hmm. plays bigger in this tournament? Turbo's got this championship pedigree, but this is not a live, a live environment that he clearly feeds off of. Um, and Garrett, while he has struggled personally at Worlds historically, um, does not have the same kind of struggles in online tournaments usually. So it's mm-hmm. interesting, like, these guys have these histories, but this tournament doesn't fit perfectly with either one of them. So so you, so you who's going to be the one to shine bigger in this tournament? Well, who, who's, who's, like, pedigree do you think shines through here? Turbo's live championship pedigree or Garrett's online pedigree, basically? Yeah, it's real tough because like I actually don't think I have an answer for this because I think both have a a solid argument going into this. So, excuse me, for for Turbo Pulsa, I feel like it's almost just a perfect story if we go in thinking like, okay, well, look at energy coming out of that major. They look real good. Look at Envy falling apart. Everyone's going to be against Envy. And the second that you go against Envy, the second they start to to kick some butt. Um, And I feel like that's when Turbo... Because Turbo doesn't care. Like, I feel like he just doesn't. His his attitude is, oh, I'm just going to play. I'm going to play some mm-hmm. and, and then that works because, like, he makes great decisions. That's why he's not a mechanical player. He's tried, and we've seen how that's gone a lot. And But he gets, like, the, the dumbest goals <clears throat> because he's there for cleanup. He knows when you're going to mess up. He knows when you're going to get a good touch. And he's there for that. He's just an incredibly aware and smart player, and that's what allows him to – to, to pull through all the time. So if, again, I, I feel like in a situation where the, the odds favor wise are tips to, against them, 
Turbo has a, an, an upper hand in that situation because now NRG is going in with the pressure of expectation. Ah, everyone thinks we're going to do this. Everyone is saying how we're going to perf- kick butt and be the best. And then that pressure um, can get to them. It's not going to hit Turbo. He's just going to, he'll be fine. He'll be like, yeah, I'm just playing Rocket League still. Look at that. I just got a major own goal. You know, I tried a musty flick and I own gold myself. You know, he doesn't care. He's, he, he's going to go in and just do what he does. So in a pressure situation like that, I think he thrives. But right now, this tournament specifically, NRG is having a bit of a different approach. You know, we Justin's, um, and it's been mentioned, but Justin's obviously felt the weight of this, this whole um, thing. He's also uh, growing up, his brain's still changing, and I feel like he's he's – He's just having difficulties in life in general mentally. And that that's something that um, all these games and being forced to perform and, and having to play this over and over, repeated, 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 is is something that, that can really get to you. So they, you, I don't know if there's a result of that, but you saw even at the major, if you go back and look at any of their face cams and what they were doing uh, while they were playing, Justin's sitting there eating gummy worms and gummy bears and and just having a blast laughing. He had his window open. He was getting the vitamin D in, in through there. You know, he's, he's doing everything he can to change um, his approach to it. And the whole team was having fun. The whole team was laughing, smiling, popping off, specifically Justin. And I think this new atmosphere is going to bring them a lot of wonder on the field. I feel like generally this pressure could get to them. And Envy may have the upper hand with Turbo Pulsing going in. But now with Garrett G., being able to go in and have fun himself, um, he's with his friends. He still likes to win. They love pressure as well. I, f- I feel like they also have a great advantage coming into this. So I think it, it's le- it's going to be less of what will Envy do and more of how is NRG going to perform. I think this is NRG's series to lose, not Envy's to win. But Envy can win it if NRG um, doesn't go with what they were using during the major. So I think that both have that advantage. It's up to NRG to use it though. Yeah, indeed. And uh, we're going to stick with NA here. And if listeners, if you're wondering why it's because there's really just not much to talk about in Europe till somebody beats BDS. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm just being, I'm being honest. I do have a Europe question here before we get into predictions, but I've got more NA. Um, We're talking to Brody Moore, AKA LeafX here on the game show on Sportsnet 650. And we're talking our LCS season X what are we calling these championships? I think we're calling them. Regional these are champs, the championships. Like the championships, capital C championships, um, not to be confused with the majors. Which individual player do you think needs to play well for their team to have a chance to win this? Out of all the teams, yeah. Oh, out of all, so in the championships, of all the teams, which player needs to play well? In honestly, in North America I, specifically, yeah, in, in North America, I, I honestly think it. It comes down to, well, there's two players I'd look at. Um, I would look at first AJ. I feel like AJ is an essential mm. piece to FaZe Clan. I think if if AJ isn't going ham on the field, um, it's up to Gyron Illusion. Now, both of those players as well um, are can be phenomenal and can carry if AJ's not on. But like, I think AJ's that real difference maker. When you got that guy with the ball flying at you through the air, there's there's not much you can do because even if you save it, Illusion is an incredible third man. He's going to be there to clean up. Um, so if AJ is able to set up a lot of that, I think FaZe has a lot of success. <clears throat> the the second player I'm looking at is Rettles. And Rettles has said mm. it himself specifically. He has said 
I have to play good or our team doesn't play good. If I play, if I, he's not, he's not, he's not in a way of like, oh, I'm, I'm without me, they're nothing. It, 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 it's just that he has to play good because a lot of the play style is around him. So he has to perform. And he's basically saying, I haven't been performing and I have been the problem. A lot of their play style is around him being super aggressive on that offense, just in your face, like straight up, like beating you down. And, and he is there. He is chasing hardcore when he's on the offense. So if he's not able to do that and get proper touches, all of that falls apart and and the team falls apart. So I'd say those are my my two to look at specifically um, of if they're not performing, the team is not performing. I'm surprised you didn't go with what I thought was the easy answer because the first killer doesn't look like the best player in a lobby. Rogue generally doesn't have a chance to win that series. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, so you're right. You're right. The first killer, that that their play style is based around first killer. It's, it's literally yeah. just give the ball to first killer and let first killer ball chase. The thing is, I just don't think he doesn't perform really. <laughs> he never I mean, has. He hasn't had an off week in a long time. You're right. No, and, and the only time I've ever seen them not look so good is when – like Turo is having some bad midfield touches or Taroko's defense is not strong on the day or something. And that's the, I don't think for like first killer, I think you're right. First killer needs to perform, but one man can only, yeah. It's like, I think he's going to continue to perform. I don't think he's not going to. And I have seen the team fall apart and lose because first killer ball chases so much. He's sometimes not there for the play and it comes down to the other two. Um, just because their play style revolves around Frisk Killer, I don't think it necessarily means that he has to perform well, like, or he's the only guy that has to perform well on the day um, to for them to have success. I think the other guys need to do their part as well. Um, but first, I don't think first killer is going to fall apart. I think he's, he's always looks good, man. It's just nuts. He is, he is in contention for one of the best players in the world right now. A lot mm-hmm. of people are saying monkey moon. Um, I don't know. My, my, my eyes are a little shifted more towards, well, I, I would also have Gary G up, up, up there, but like first killer is like, you're, um, that, that kid is nuts. It's just, it's stupid. <laughs> the control is inexplicable. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to make a wrong touch ever. We're talking yeah. to Brody Moore, aka Leafex, here on the game show on Sportsnet six fifty. Uh, let's go to Europe, and I'll throw this other question in here at the end if we if we have time. Because okay. I don't think we're going to even have time for the IWO at this point. Um, yeah. We can save that though, because that's in like July. We can talk about it as it's happening. Um, that's true. In uh, in Europe, as I said, we know BDS is great. And we know BDS is the favorite. If they were betting odds, they'd probably be like minus 600 to win this tournament. Um, (laughs) But on the other side of things, the number two team in the region has had a pretty, by their standards, bad, but by anybody else's standards, mediocre split in the the spring split. Vitality had just one top four finish. Uh, They put in big work in the first two splits. Obviously, they had the... They had land locked up. They had worlds locked up. Um, mm-hmm. And they pretty much had the number two seed locked up for most of the split as well. They have not won an RLCS event leaf since the last regional of the fall split, which was in September of last year. They've not outright won it. I know we're talking fairy, fairy peak, K-Dop, and Alpha. 
And I know this is one of the most accomplished rosters in the world. And KDOP is inarguably the second, if not most accomplished player in the entire world. I have to, I, like, you know, after this much, this much time of, of, of no winning, should I be worried about Renault Vitality for the first time in probably two years? I think it's, um, I think it's more of when you look at KDOP's face cam when he's playing that should make you worried because there mm. are times when he's playing against some of these teams and it started with BDS where you could see KDOP's, his look on his face was one of not, it wasn't anger. It, it wasn't frustration. It was confusion and an inability to understand what's going wrong. And that to me is more so a problem than someone just being mad that they lost because that shows that he doesn't have answers yet. Like he doesn't know what needs to be done here. And that then starts to make me wonder in the near future, are we going to end up seeing a roster move? And and I think fairy peak is, is full safe. I don't think there's ever been questions around him. I've mainly been looking at alpha and, and KDOP in, and their play. And if I had to edge it to one or the other, I'm looking at KDOP in all honesty. I feel like there's, there's something that is, he's starting to fall a bit behind, I think. And I think, you know, shooting percentage and accuracy starts to fall apart if you can't keep control of the ball because your opponents have better mechanics than you. And that's some, something we're seeing across the board now is a lot of teams, specifically in NA, um, are really looking to these 15-year-old mechanical gods um, to do a lot of work. You look at um, Solary even. I mean, like that that team is generally based around Astral right now. Um, and you see the other two players doing their best to keep up and you see them improving, but it's that's the focus now. So I just I just wonder what KDOP's next move is. I, I have a feeling he's going to grind. I know he likes to win. I know he doesn't like to lose. Um, so I, I have a feeling that he's going to – that team's going to try to find a solution that isn't splitting and, and getting a new roster first. They, they won't resort to that right away. Um, but I, I do – I would have a I do, very hard – Hard time seeing Ferry kicking Kate off, off his team. No, yeah, such, I, again, that's what I said. <laughs> it would be a last resort scenario of, no, we legitimately don't have answers here. So to answer your question of should I start to be worried at this point because of what I've seen uh, from his reactions, yes, I think at this point you should start to worry a little bit. No, it's not doomsday stuff like we're not like ah oh, vitality is down there wash there there's still an incredible game the team they came into this it, with this uh second seed like there's st- even still there's still the second seed right and i think that's something that we tend to forget about they're still an incredibly strong team that if you pit north american teams against vitality i i would still have in a top six potentially top four situation out of all the teams in the world so um you can't forget that but yes start to ask the questions of do they have the answers? Because I don't know if they do yet. Um, let's get into predictions because we have got like five minutes left. Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna do North America and Europe. I okay. don't have strong opinions on Oceania, and my South America pick is whatever team card is on. Um, <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it still Tander card and Coyote TG one? That team is gonna win South America. That's my prediction. Okay. Um, so let's talk about North America, starting. With just a straight up, who's your winner? Who do you got winning this tournament? And we're well, we're a couple weeks out, so form could change. But assume we play this weekend, who'd you have winning? Sorry, so uh, North America. Yeah. Okay, straight like with no explanation, 
just straight up, I think that NRG is going to win this. That is the uh, that's the conservative investor approach to Rocket League pred- predictions. As you said, NRG's got the highest floor. I think you're right uh-huh. about that. Um, I'm going to pry a little bit. Who do you think? Okay. Who do you think? Let's say besides Envy, because I know this will be your answer. Outside of Envy, who do you think is is most likely to take down one of those top two teams and take this take this out? The biggest surprise factor could come from Space Station Gaming. But again, we've talked about during the show here what it's going to take. They're going to need a play style that is not figured out, and Rogue has figured it out. And uh, they're going to need um, Rettles to be on his game. If they can do those two things, Space Station is there. Um, and Rogue potentially has that too. But I, I, if I can only pick one, I would I would say Space Station would be my my pick out of those out of uh, besides Envy. My full on, I know this is going to sound crazy, and I've said the smart bet would be an NRG. I just and I, I don't believe in this like magic play style that, that Rettles and SSG discovered. I don't think that's a thing. I don't. I just don't think that's how Rocket League works. Um, you know, you're not going to be like, okay, now Rettles is upfield all the time, and that that's not going to. You know what I mean? There's no Rocket League tactics don't work like that. You don't drop a play that works, and, and, it, and it works every time. Um, it's all about flow and about how each player on the field is feeling, and, and you know who's got what boost is more important than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have this feeling that SSG will take this tournament mainly. Yes, because I just feel I just feel like Sipical has not been like the incredible version of Sipical for the last couple tournaments that we've kind of come to expect out of him. Arsenal has been Arsenal the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rettles is always going to be kind of an up and down guy, but. The reason why Space Station was so good in the first third of this season was Sipical was arguably the best player, maybe individually yeah, in the was, world. Yeah, he was looking like the best player in the world. <laughs> and I don't know if he's fallen off, if he's not grinding as much. This is a dude that famously was like the hardest grinder in NA for years. Um, I just feel like he's due for a good tournament. He just hasn't had one of those Sipical tournaments in a long time. The same way that talking about AJ, like a guy who, when he's at his best, can just win a tournament for you. Mm-hmm. Um and it, I think that's a fair point to make. I mean, I don't think it's a crazy thing to pick anybody out, out of NRG, Envy, or Space Station, or Rogue. Like, I don't think any of those teams winning would be would blow anybody's mind. Um, but I don't know. I just got this feeling about, about SSG, especially because of how embarrassed they would have to be after all the smack rattles talked and the result in the last tournament. Um, I would imagine He's, these three are grinding hard. <laughs> he's great. Right he's now. great though, because he goes straight on Twitter afterwards and be like, "Yes, feed me all your hate. It yeah. motivates me." Like he just, even when he, even when he can't back it up, he puts something else out there. I love him for it. <laughs> I relate to Rettles so hard, man. As a, yeah. as an athlete and as a, and as a Rocket League player, I've always been somebody who will talk just to put a chip on my own shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, oh I said we're gonna win this tournament, so now I'm gonna look like an idiot if we don't. You know, it's it's self motivation. I think that he's doing this on purpose. Like, he, oh, yeah, he talks a lot of he talks smack because it's fun, it's banter. But I think he also mentally needs it. I think it gives him an edge. Yeah, um, I like it though. Let's jump over to Europe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet we both have BDS winning this tournament. Uh, what? What? Do you mean? what? No, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, no, what? Okay. <laughs> so let's yeah. skip that question. We both have BDS winning 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, I'm sure. 
Um, uh, yes. They're not. They're not going to perfect. No, no. Perfect. In all honesty, yeah. That that casters we were talking about it too. We're like, it's there is a good chance. There is no world and universe that exists that BDS does not win in th- potentially th- well at least two best of sevens. There, it just doesn't. It's not going to. They are one of the most adaptable teams in the world. There's a good chance that they steamroll if they they'll win the first one and steamroll the second game. Yeah. I think yeah, that's. I mean, they're they're one of those. They play like LeBron James in the playoffs. They often drop game one, and then they make an adjustment, and it's over. Yeah. Um, they could they could give you a full series in this format, <laughs> and yeah, not pretty, show you their smart. main strategy. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So let's skip over BDS, who we both have as number one with a bullet. Yeah. Um. Who's your dark horse in this one? And by dark horse, I mean. Anybody but BDS at this point. Who do you think could win this besides them? Well, I think the the quick obvious answer here would be Guild. I think most people would instantly look at Guild and say, "Okay, that's that's our." They've taken out BDS. They've beaten BDS um, twice now. They can do it. And twice is a lot. For whatever. BDS is really good. Beating them twice is unheard of. I think they've um, lost six series or something in, in the yeah. season or something crazy. So being two of those is <laughs> yeah. is incredible feat. Um, yeah. So what they they, um, uh, I think Guild will be the first one. My next pick after that, though, I really want to see Solar pull through. I, I, I'd say that's the next one. I think they're so close. Farah's looking better. Shazette's actually had some good games recently. And, well, Astral's Astral, so I, I, I'm watching them. I don't know. But that's my dark, dark horse. Like they're <laughs> they're running from the, the out of a black hole right now, but they could shoot out real fast. Mine, mine was going to be Queso, just because they have a really, really, really high ceiling, mm. and they are an ins- they're yeah. insane. I've heard they're just one of those teams that's kind of crazy to play against because they're so yep. aggressive that even with teams like we've seen it with BDS, they can take you off your game. The question is if they can keep you off your game for whatever, 21 series or whatever it is for this. Um, I think Queso just – there's something about Spanish Rocket League right now, Leaf, that I'm feeling, and uh, BDS has too few Spaniards. On the roster, yeah, yeah. You know, what? I, 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 uh, I think you're. I think that's a fair. Pr- I think you're. That's a good pick to have because you're right. That aggressiveness and speed that can come out from Queso can be very overwhelming to teams if it's if they're on full strike. But that's such a hard thing. They had that day. All three players had to have gotten the rest, hydrated, like their neurons need to be firing properly. So it's it's a it's a volatile mix. All three players need to be on. I realized. I didn't give you this chance last time you came on, so take all the time you want. Promote yourself. Let the people know where they can find you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, where they can watch Squad State, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me. Uh, just search LeafX, L-I-E-F-X, uh, anywhere. But, yeah, I'm streaming on Twitch. I got my YouTube in full swing weekly videos all the time, of course, twitch.tv slash Rocket League. Um, and then, yeah, if you look up anything Squad State, you'll find uh, the Rocket League show that I, I do weekly there as well. And if you want my OnlyFans, it, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> you watch his OnlyFans for tips on how to get into Rocket League broadcasting. And that is <laughs> Brody Moore, a.k.a. Leafex, RLCS, Caster, Squad State Host, etc. Thank you for joining me here again on The Game Show. Thanks for having me, Max. Always a pleasure. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks to Leaf again for joining me. Thanks to Jordan for recording. 
Thanks to the Gaming Stadium for sponsoring the show. Head to thegamingstadium.com for all the events, information, and everything you'll ever need to know about them. I'm your host, Max Sussman. You can find me on Twitter at TrulyAppyMax and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MaxBussman. Thank you for listening. And until next time, whatever you do, don't tell me.